This podcast was recorded for the Sound Environment Show on Radio Galari. Radio Galari is a community radio station based in the Kimberley, Western Australia. For more information, go to www.galari.com. And hey there, Mr. Happy Squid, you move so psychedelically. You hypnotize with your magic dance all the animals in the sea, for sure. This is the Sound Environment Animal of the Week. Okay, and welcome to Animal of the Week for this week. Uh, Now, regular listeners will remember that we all went on our radio road trip a few weeks ago, funded by the SGIO Community Grants Program, Uh, and we headed out to Mornington Station and elsewhere and um, had an amazing time interviewing all of the scientists and talking to them about their projects. So this week's Animal of the Week is from one of those, well, from a couple of those interviews, actually. So here is Catherine Tuft and some of the other scientists from Mornington Station talking about Jackie the cat. She's soft, she's silky, she lives in an office in... And she's a traitor. She's the remotest pet cat in the world, and that's right, she is a traitor. This is Jackie, and she's pretty fat because she doesn't do a lot except she eats... And, yeah, then she does her business in the kitty litter. And what we use that for is to bait these camera traps, which we use to pick up or estimate densities of feral cats in on the station and in other areas. So is she an unneutered female or...? Uh, yeah. She, no, she's been fixed now. She has oh, been, been fixed. fixed. I say she's a working cat because she uh, is very useful to us. <laughs> I hear her alluring feminine song. Has yes, been a help as well. That's the other factor. So we have a recording of her in heat, and we play that when we go spotlighting to catch cats. And it means that they look at us for a bit longer, going, "What is that? <laughs> it sounds sexy, but it doesn't look sexy." <laughs> I think it gives us an edge, and we can also test different types of telemetry collars and things on her, so we know that we're getting it right before we put on a feral cat. So we do have feral cats, and uh, we've had a substantial research program on feral cats here over the last three years, and uh, learned a lot about those animals. And the real coup that we've uh, made for feral cats is that we found that we can't, while we can't control them easily, uh, it's very hard work to actually reduce numbers, but uh, we can actually reduce the impact that they have by managing the landscape. So that's a really useful thing. Yeah, um, I guess something that may that is a bit of a new thing is finding out that part of the impact of fire is not Mm. just little animals getting burnt up but it's also that it allows cats to get really get in there that's right yeah so is is that um, something that's come out of um mm. awc research yeah exactly so um uh we've had a phd student working here who's now on staff so hugh mcgregor uh has put gps collars on many cats in the area and um and then watch what they do and he's found that they they don't show much interest in early season burning they don't um, pay any attention to those fire scars but when there's a big intense late season fire they'll travel up to 14 kilometers out of their home range to go to those fire scars and hunt Um, so they're clearly having a big impact on prey in that area when they do that and the other neat project we had an honors student up uh, a couple of years ago lily lee and she looked at it from the rats perspective so she found that the rats Uh, after a fire they didn't die from the fire and they didn't die from lack of food but they died from predators like cats coming in and eating them uh, and more often where a hot fire had gone through so uh, it's very clear what's going on there. Mm. 